Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. KTAE AM Elgin K270CO Round Rock Guests on the horn appear courtesy of the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline Vaqueros now delivers and offers curbside pickup For info on placing your lunch or dinner order visit vaqueroscafe.com Welcome to Wednesday Night Flex A weekly look at high school sports in the ATX Go to flxatx.com and follow at FlexATX on social media. And now, here's Zach Lucero, Cameron Parker, and the Flex family. Wednesday Night Flex on the Horn. Flex ATX, you know what it is. Wednesday night, we are here to talk high school sports. Everything that's good here in the 512. I'm your host, Zach Lucero, at Zach Ain't Whack on my social media, at FLX ATX for all our social medias. Stay connected. You know, we know we got the big seven on seven state qualifier coming up this weekend at Lake Travis. Get some footage from that. Get some scores from that. See what's what's coming up next. You know, we're here every Wednesday night. We got great guests. We got great coaches. It's going to be a fun one. We got the crew back together. Mr. Nolan Hogan in the producer chair today. Well, How's I'm it going, pressing Nolan? Pressing buttons today. Pressing buttons today. Actually putting him to work today. And then finally gracing us with his presence. I told him he was about to done have his membership revoked, sent back to Cinder. But uh, he couldn't get three strikes. Only two strikes. Then he shows up. Mr. Corey Moe's KVU. Corey, You're, thanks for pulling up. Hey, thanks for you pulling know, up, Corey. I'm back and I'm better. You know what I'm saying? Or to Drake. You got the <laughs> you, you got the Yeezy uh, what, season three uh, outfit you know, on you? What is that? It's a little Zara. You know, a little Zara. A little Zara. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Half my closet Zara. So, you know, I always got to rock that. But. And then Nolan Hogan is still, uh, he finally came out of his house. He's been a shut-in, been really disappointed ever since the ACL lineup came out. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Crying. Yeah, bro. Like, Why really? are you going to put Kendrick and Yachty on Friday when there's high school football in Austin? How are you going to do that? I mean, but other than that, though, like, what He was stuck in the house when the lineup came the out. And then, and then stuck in his room when the day-by-day came out. Because <laughs> you know, we, we were working on Friday, so he was real upset about that. I'm sorry but, about that. It's okay. It's giving very much uh, I shop at Trader Joe's. Oh. You know? Yeah, yeah big fancy. Oh, yeah, I'm dude, an AGB I type of guy. I can't go without seeing Kendrick Lamar at ACL, dude. I'm going to go crazy. I know he's here. Like, he's, he'll be, he in be Austin, here, and I'm right? not going to yeah. see it. But that's not so, the only news that happened we got W's today in the 512. Before we get to our guests that we're going to take a deep dive into after we talk to Wimberley's Coach Warren here in a little bit, uh, 
the reason that we have our guest in is is because he's a track star. So let's talk a little bit of track. We had the UIL State track meet uh, this past weekend over on the 40 acres. A couple of big time performers from that. Taylor's Jarvis Anderson in 4A won the silver and triple jump, and then two golds in the 110 hurdles and 300 hurdles. Set a new 4A state record in the hurdles as well. That's a, that's a that's an all time uh, Taylor Duck he's right a there, dog, Jarvis bro. Anderson. He's a dog. Being to watch him compete, train. Um, and just, you know, him having his disability, like it's just crazy to think about everything that he's accomplished in his whole career, just everything he had to go through in life, you know, but still being such a great track athlete is kind of amazing. Yeah, it seems like he's been at Taylor for like six years, like he redshirted twice, but finally he's he's done. He's, he's done being a high school athlete for Taylor and headed to SFA. So uh, a really, really great story if you don't know the story of Jarvis Anderson and, and someone to definitely keep an eye on. Uh, like at Texas Relays and stuff for SFA when, when that comes around. Uh, a couple of more performers there, uh, Kepler Huntress from Lhasa, uh, Silver in the 800 uh, for in the 5A, in the 5A ranks, she, uh, signed to Michigan. Um, Evan McGregor from Bowie, 800 meters silver in the 6A side of things. Kevin Sanchez in, from Vandegrift, another person that's almost as uh, highly decorated as the guy that we have in the studio. Uh, Mr. Sanchez uh, at Vandegrift takes a gold in the 3,200 and then bronze in the 1,600, signed to Notre Dame. And uh, Xavier Drumgold from Round Rock, triple jump gold. Carly Weisner from Giddings, 4A, A&M signee. She won gold in the shot put and disc. And then uh, Daniel Soul from Lake Travis, bronze in the shot put. But someone that knows a thing or two about hardware and just overall success in multiple sports and, and really kind of building a culture of a program um, is our coach guest of the week, Wimberley's head coach and athletic coordinator, uh, Coach Warren. Coach Warren, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, Coach, I, I think I want to start there, Coach. I mean, your time at Wimberley, I mean, Wimberley's a program – that I, I feel like people talk about in the same breath when they talk about Austin area sports, they talk about Lake Travis, they talk about Westlake, and then as they go further down to the smaller classification, Wimberley's a program that just has so much success and, and it's really uh, named themselves as one of those kind of powerhouse programs. What goes into building a culture like you've created at Wimberley, especially for a smaller school? Well, um, you know, I think the first thing that you do is, is uh, you hire great coaches, uh, that are underneath you that lead those programs and and um, and then you just you set the expectations I think you know I've always talked about Wimberley and the expectations of this community have always been championship expectations so um, you know that carries over to our athletic program and, and that's what you strive for and, and you know we've had some programs that have been operating at, at very very high levels for the last few years and, and that's something that we just try to sustain. All right, Coach, and we'll get to the football side of things here in just a second, but, I mean, um, y- your job over at Wimberley d- doesn't end when the football season ends. And, I mean, you've seen so much success. I mean, a couple gold medalists and on the track side of things just a week ago, baseball made playoffs. Um, how does your role kind of change once uh, once you that, that bus heads home from Jerry World? Well, uh, to be honest with you, it gets busier for me uh, when you have – um, you know, basketball, soccer, baseball, track, all going at the same time, um, you know, all those sports rolling, uh, then, then uh, you know, at a small school like, like Wimberley, I try to get out and see the kids compete as much as I can. And so, you know, if that's heading out on a Tuesday night to watch a, a soccer game and a Friday night at a, at a, you know, basketball game and Thursday night a track meet might be in there and then the next week it's a golf tournament or whatnot, just trying to get out and watch our kids compete. 
and you know watch our coaches in in action. So are you are you, are you driving the bus too, or are you doing everything but? <laughs> no, I'm too old for that driving that bus. You know everything but. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the good thing about the title. You could say, all right, I'll do everything but drive the bus. Um, Co- Coach, as we transition to football, I, I want to start somewhere um, that, that I feel like doesn't get enough, you don't get enough credit, and Wembley doesn't get enough credit, is, is in getting guys recruited. I, I feel like we've seen this real spark and in, in this flame ignite here in Austin in terms of sending guys to big-time D1 schools or sending guys to the next level in general on the football side of things. Um, but Wimberley is doing that too, which you don't see too, too often in some of the smaller schools. What, how do you help these kids um, talk to, like, make these connections with, with Division One coaches and, and next-level coaches, and, and, and where do you kind of see your role in the recruiting side of things to help your athletes? Well, you know, that, that recruiting game has, has definitely changed over the course of the, the last few years for sure. Uh, the way I see my role is, is, number one, just to help facilitate um, for these kiddos and advocate for them. Um, I know that, you know, we've got relationships with, with, uh, a lot of these schools around the state of Texas, uh, and some that are, that are not in Texas, you know, and if it's not me, it may be some of my other coaches that, that have these relationships. And so, uh, we just push our kids towards them and, and, you know, tell them we're available. We're a little off the beaten uh, path out here, you know, and so sometimes we don't get as much traffic, but, but I'll tell you what, you know, when you get a kid from Wembley that's going to come play play for you, you know they're going to be a, a hard-nosed, tough kid that's going to, you know, love the game of football and get after you. And so uh, we just try to promote them as much as we can and give them as much information as we can and, and uh, you know, push them out to those recruiters as they come through. Hey, Coach, Corey Mose from KVU here. Uh, nice to talk to you again. But I was able to follow y'all's run to Jerry World and, and talk about kids getting recruited. There's one that's going to be recruited pretty soon in Cody. Uh, can you just explain to me, like, when was the moment when you knew Cody, being the starter, was going to be able to take y'all all the way? Well, um, you know, when he was a freshman uh, and just coming up through our program and just watching uh, as far as operate and, and lead – uh, and the toughness of him, you know, th- those are the things that you, um, you know, see, you know, as he's coming up through the junior high and, and as a freshman. And then I think the thing that kind of stuck out to me early this year is, is uh, you know, we go through a little little change there, and, and he's going to, you know, we name him our starter. He's going to be our starter. But just the way that he was able to win the team over, uh, the way that he was able to lead those guys, you don't see that very often with, with the sophomores. Um, and, and you know sometimes just just uh, you know not allowing our our uh, our team to lose you know just uh, willing those guys to a victory sometimes when it didn't look like it was possible and so uh, you know th- those are the intangibles that you see uh, right off the bat you know um, and you can see those those things at a young age and so I think that's what what helped him along this year and then and then from there you you know his work ethic is is uh you know really really good and you watch him uh you know kind of get to work and and get better and work at his craft Wimberley head coach doug warren on the phone um coach so as we transition into summer with, with seven on seven and things how do you 
when you're talking to your kids before you send them off to for the summer vacation, how are you urging these kids to stay in shape? Is it is it is it working out? Is it more conditioning? Is it playing seven on seven? Is it playing some sort of summer sport? What what is your kind of advice to the kids um, that you know you're going to see back here here in a couple months uh, once football rolls back around? Well, it's a combination thing. So number one, um, you know we're going to run a, a strength and conditioning camp um, for six weeks out of the summer. And, you know, the expectation, and, and that's just a, it's really not set by me, but it's really just by the program is that, you know, if you're going to play football, then you're going to be at that. Uh, the kids know that, that, man, if I want to be out there on a Friday night and I want to, you know, be that guy, I got to put in the work because there's somebody else uh, that's doing that work as well. And so, you know, for the most part, if the kids are in town, then they are working out. They're up here and because they they know uh, the tradition that we have and they want to uphold that. And then from there, you got the, you know, we do play seven on seven. Um, we don't hang our hat on that. To me, I don't I don't put a whole lot of stock in it because it's not football. Because you're not you don't get to hit anybody. And uh, but the thing that I do like about it is that, you know, this year's team is is different from last year's team. And so how are these guys going to fit in? How are they going to start working together? And, and the team aspect of it, you know, the camaraderie, those are the things that I like that you get out of 7-on-7. Seven seven. And then we kind of take a back seat as far as coaches go, uh, and we, we kind of let those the kids handle it, per se, and you, you start to see some leaders, some new leaders emerge uh, is what you start to see. And, and so that's, that's kind of what I like about it. And speaking about seven on seven, coach, I'm interested to know: Are you the type, the head coach, to kind of like be on top of things for seven on seven, as in like involved? Or um, I know some head coaches they kind of take a step back and let the assistants kind of take over during seven on seven time. So, how do you kind of navigate that? Oh, I try to like to take a step back and, and let some of these other guys uh, take charge of that, and and uh, it gives them some ownership into it. It also gives them some opportunities to to lead some different groups and things like that. So I kind of take a back seat to it and, and watch from a distance, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I always tell people, Coach, that, that's the best place to be to get to know coaches because they're all just hanging out with their with their lawn chairs, just watching <laughs> football. So that's the best place, and coaches are so approachable there. And, um, and Unless you're Coach Wood. Coach Wood over at Westwood is so intense. He's so awesome to watch in seven-on-seven screaming at everybody. But my, my question, for, for as, as far as the kids go, you know, some some schools um, speaking on seven on seven, they'll have a dad or a parent or, or, or some someone someone come in and, and be that coach and and call the plays based on the offense that you guys run. And then I know some schools uh, like, for example, Vandergriff High School, they don't have any coach and the quarterback is just in charge of calling the game himself as if he's, he's a pitcher, just kind of getting a feel for the game. How do you go with that side of things for seven on seven? So I we like for our our quarterbacks to call the game. And, and the reason that, that I like to do that, the reason that we do that, number one, is because it tells you, first off, it's going to make those guys, you know, learn the whole offense and what is, what's successful and, you know, what do I need to do on first down to move the chains, those types of things. For me, it shows uh, what are they comfortable with because those kids are always going to gravitate to, to, to the things that they like the things that they, they're good at throwing. So that tells me a lot about those kids. Is it sprint out game? Is it, you know, what is it uh, that they like? 
and so and then just the leadership part of it so that's what we like to do um you know in between games we may go over there and say hey you might need to be looking at this or that but pretty much uh, we're going to let our quarterbacks call that we do have a couple of you know former players that'll that'll help them out you know uh, that that uh, know our offense and and can offer suggestions and stuff like that and so but we'd really like our quarterbacks to to manage the game Wembley head football coach Doug Warren on the phone. Coach, a couple of more fun ones for you. Thank you again for your time. Uh, you mentioned Wembley being a little bit off the beaten path. So when when someone like Corey Mose from KVU brings the big old van out there, what are a couple of, of uh, food places that you'd recommend him to, to stop at, maybe on his way in or out? Need him, coach. <laughs> well, first, man, when Corey pulls up, man, all eyes are on that guy because he's coming down here and he's got – you know, he's dressed up nice. He's got his Jordans on or whatever. Uh, so stop he, it. Stop he's growing up in style. There's, uh, that's for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a couple places. Number one, if you, uh, you know, there's a, a food truck that sells some barbecue, Hill Country Barbecue, uh, that uh, you got to stop by and try some of their, their stuff. It's, it's all good. That's one of my favorites to go to. Uh, you know, there's a couple of taco places in town. Meemaw's is, is one, and Durango's is another that, that uh, you can't go wrong if it's breakfast time and you need a taco at either of those places. So th- those are a couple of go-tos that, that, you know, if he's around at that time, he can't miss with them. I just wrote them down, Coach. I got them. All right, Coach. Your last one for me, and I, and I, and I promised my girlfriend that I'd do this. Um, I think an unsung hero in in high school football across the state of Texas and at any anywhere in in, in the country is the football wives and c- coach. I mean, a, a place like Wimberley, all of your coaching staff. Uh, I mean, seeing you guys at, at state run into a buzzsaw in Carthage, you would have never you would have looked up in the stands and never had any idea what that score was, just because of the support um, that you guys get and a lot of that support comes from all, all the coaches' uh, wives. What what has she meant to you and and just in terms of kind of getting you to where you are in, in, in this point of your career at Wimberley? Well, you know, you can't – I can't put it into words. I mean, she's been awesome throughout this entire career. It's 34 years. It's been a lifestyle for us. And you can't do – you can't do what we do uh, without a great supporting cast, and that that's, starts with my wife and, and um, it trickles to my daughters. And, and uh, But all of them all of them are like that. And, you know, there's a saying we have out here, uh, we've used it for years, called All of Us. Uh, and it just doesn't pertain to the football coaches and players. It's it's to the wives and, and everybody, you know. And so we couldn't do it without them. I mean, it's special. We we spend a lot of time away from home, and uh, you know they have to hold the fort down for us, and and they allow us to do that. And we love them for it, and, and their support is is uh, um, really unbelievable. I mean, you're right. You know, we 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 ran into a buzz saw in that last game, but you know, looking up in the stands and seeing them. Uh, you know, still standing and ringing those cowbells till the bitter end. You know, they 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 hang they hang on every play just like we do, uh, and they're just as invested as we are. And so, like I said, we couldn't do it without them. Yeah, so definitely big big shout out to Miss Michelle and and Coach. I, I want to say thank you again for coming on the show. Before we let you go, do you have any shout outs you want to give? Oh man, just to, to everybody out here in Wimberley. I mean, uh, this community is pretty special. Always has been uh, allowing us to to do the things that we do, and man, they always support us, and and uh, you know, so we couldn't do it without them. So we really appreciate everybody out, all of our fans out here in Wimberley. Uh, thank you, thank you so much, Coach uh, Wimberley head coach Doug Warren. Coach, thanks for coming on.
Thanks for having me, fellas. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. When we come back, we will get to our second guest, our in-studio guest, maybe one of the most decorated high school track runners in the entire world, maybe, (laughs) Mr. Aston Torrance. It's a flex. Flex, ATX, big thank you to Wimberley head coach Doug Warren for joining us there in the first segment. It's been really fun, Corey, just doing this kind of this kind of dynamic of having that coach interview early in the show and then the, the player, the student-athlete interview in the second half. Yeah, I think it's also kind of nice hearing from football coaches outside of football season. Cause like you said, like their, their job doesn't stop. You know, and it's, a lot of these guys are athletic directors, so they got to go to every single softball game, every single baseball game. And they be out there supporting, man. I be seeing them, some of them. They be, they be out there, you know, clapping it up, cheering on the other teams. Not the other team, but the – they're, they're other yeah, teams. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And so, yeah, it's been cool. It's been cool to see the support from the football coaches because I know they get a lot of love during football season, but it's great to see them giving that same love back in their offseason. Corey, he's Corey Mose, KVU Corey. I'm Zach Lucero, Mr. Nolan Hogan behind the glass. What up? And then sitting across from me is the first track athlete ever to come out of the state of Texas, mm. Mr. Ashton Torrance. Ashton? Congrats on everything, and uh, thank you. Thank thanks you. for coming on the show. Yes, sir. Pretty proud to be here. But it's a blessing. So I, I, I think we got to start. Let, let's start at the end, uh-huh. and, and and let's start with with this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, h- how special was that for you? I mean, you get the silver in the one hundred, you get the gold in the long jump, which I feel like is like your main event. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, you, you told me you're gonna do both at the next level. Yes, we'll sir. get to that, but I feel like long jump is kind of your your yeah, your yeah, bag, gosh. but. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you've won gold before, you've you've won silver before. What made this year's UIL state championship special to you? Um, I would say the big word is like adversity, because at the beginning of this year, like indoor, I was going the week right before Texas Tech invite. I kind of like had like a little hiccup with my hamstring, with like I normally never have like bad like injuries, and I thought it was like over. I thought I was like I'm not gonna be able to come back for like three months or so. But um, we got like treatment. Um, we met this person in Texas uh, at Texas Tech that my mom knew. Uh, we got some like stem therapy. It was my first time ever trying it. And like after that that week, it was like I just kept making progress and I was able to like, come back. So I would say like big thing for me this uh, year, this past weekend, I'm just glad with the outcome, coming away with two medals. It's a blessing. I mean, I thank God every day. Like I said through all my other interviews, um, giving me the talent, giving me my support system. Yeah, it was nice coming away with like two two medals. Yeah, yeah, and then I and then I saw something you you told the statesman. You you said that the long jump gold mm-hmm. really meant a lot to you because you had to perform your best to win. I mean, yes, it, it was it was a close one. Yes, sir. So what what made that that gold and that event this year so so special? Honestly, it's crazy because I feel like this is a like there's not a lot of few times in I feel like at state meets in Texas where you got two people jumping over twenty five. Like last year it was. Uh, the same thing and I was in it again so I mean coming back um, this year 
having great competition like how I did last year. I mean, I feel like it just kind of like boosted me, kind of made me like, okay, I need to uh, set myself up. Um, I need to put myself, make everybody see me on the big stage. Because um, like my first three jumps were not good at all. I mean, I jumped 23-10, my first jump, the next two were like 22s. Uh, I told my coach, like, I just like, just didn't have it. Um, my legs just felt weird after like that rain delay. It was like a whole hour and a half and so. But um, once, he, when I, once I saw a competition, I was like, saw him jump 24, then jump 25, I was like, okay, it's time to turn it on. And so, like, having that competition, uh, I'm thankful because I, I don't know. I don't know how the outcome would have uh, came if there was no competition. And being able to jump 25-3 on my, not even my last jump, how uh, last year uh, came down, I'm just glad to be able to do it. And, and I feel like that's something we see not so much in football, but especially, like, in um, individual sports for sure, but, mm-hmm. like, in, in, in basketball and baseball where – you know that these AAU teams, these select baseball teams, are like way better competition than you're seeing mm-hmm. week in and week out in high school. But when Josiah Mosley plays against uh, another really the the dude for for Buda Johnson, or when when he's playing someone that he plays against in AAU, that he's like, all right, this dude is as good as I am. Let me turn up this game. Or mm-hmm. when when Braden Buchanan play, facing Travis Sakura, that that he that they're both big time D1 talent. They're like, all right, I'm gonna I really got to be on my A game. I feel like that really makes you kind of lock in. Yes, sir. It does because it's like it's almost like gives me insight of what I'm going to see next year when I go right. off to college. Like when I go off to college, everyone's older than me for the most part, and I'm going to be jumping against guys that's been to like world championships. Some of them. Is it ever? Is it ever hard? Someone in in the individual sport where it's where it's just marks. Is it ever hard? Like when you look at the field and be like, I know I don't have to jump my best to win this yeah. event. Is it ever hard to like get out of that? get those thoughts out of your head i mean sometimes it's really hard i feel like if you also if you don't have like the support system to tell you just like execute and that's something that my dad and my uh jumps coach coach sue shout out her um she tells me all the time like you need to execute don't worry about what other people are jumping people can be jumping like three feet under under the under you because for the most part through the whole season like that's what happened like i would go to meet so i'll be the only people person jumping even 20 some people only jump 19 so it's like at the end of the day so you got to focus on yourself know what you can do um but yeah, trying to get in my head like uh, last year, I, I did did it a lot, like getting in my head. And I'm, what's up, bro? I know talking to you after the hundred meter mm-hmm. uh, dash, you kind of spoke to me just about how your sophomore year you were to go to state, but you didn't get any medals. Mm-hmm. And so, how was that time period from sophomore to junior to now senior year? How 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 has each state meet been different mentally mm-hmm. for you? I mean, I feel like I've grown mentally. Like drastically, I just guess on like a still like a one to ten. I feel like I was like at probably like a three sophomore year because like I didn't know much. It was just like just go out there and run. And if anything in track, that's kind of good thing because you're just not in your head. Because I feel like track is a big mental sport. Like you can be the best in the world, and if you're not good mentally in the head, it's like who knows what you're gonna do. Mm -hmm. You know. So I would say like this year was a big thing for me. I mean, coming from sophomore, you're only like winning one medal in long jump, and then not really uh, doing anything in the 100. But then coming to this year, I mean, the next year, junior year, winning uh, a medal as well. I actually false started in regionals. So mm. that kind of, uh, it was it was a lesson learned, I would say. It <laughs> yeah. was a lesson learned. I had a lot of emotions, but it was a lesson learned. But then this year, kind of like redeeming myself and then coming away with two medals. I mean, it's just a blessing. Like I said, um, just, I mean, my mental game is just, I feel like it still has room to grow. I'm like, everyone has room to grow. But I feel like has grown, made like tremendous strides. Yeah, and I, I know a lot of people don't know this, but like 
before you get onto the track, there's a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. Like you're in the heat tent, yes, you know, sir. and you're mm-hmm. waiting for your time to run. Oh, I hate And uh, you're already warmed up, you know, and so you're just sitting there sometimes just waiting. Yes, and you so, need to get like a Game Boy or something. Yeah, <laughs> you need something, you know. And so I'm interested to know that are you the type to like chop it up with your competitors? Are you in your head like listening to music or like yeah. you're not trying to talk to nobody? Like how are you? Honestly, I just, yeah, I'm either in my head like trying to go through mm-hmm. whatever's happening. And I sometimes, if I'm like, Feeling it, I'll like talk to like like hey what's up, but I would never like just full on just like talk to them. Have conversations. Like, that's when like, nobody's jumping twenties. Yeah, it's like, honestly, I, it, it's honestly I feel like it's a distractor. It's like why you keep talking like or they'll ask me like hey what what what'd you jump? I'm like you'll see what yeah. I jump. Like it doesn't matter what I jump. Like that's the thing I don't like about it. it's like everyone's just trying to like gauge because like, oh that means I just need to do better than you. It's like no, you do you mm-hmm. and see where that happens because like at the end of the day. All you can ask for is your best. Yeah. So if your best is not better than everybody, then you can't be mad with that. So I'm like, yeah, talking it up before. It's fun and all, just for a little bit. But if you're just back there, you're that one kid that's just sitting in the back just, just talking. Yes, man. And barely, like, I'm like, come on. You got you to gotta <laughs> Sometimes, Sometimes those kids, though, they, they like to say, like, I'm relaxed. Mm-hmm. You know, can I get to? I'm yeah. like, no, bro. Well, I'm trying to relax yeah. in my and own And some way. people are a little, like, some of them I feel like are no more nervous. Because, like, when I'm mm-hmm. nervous, I talk more. Mm-hmm. And so some people, if, like, more nervous, they're like, okay, I need to like calm down in there so like talking could be a way of like kind of like uh calming the nerves or whatever but yeah i mean you do they they can do whatever they want like me i'm like i would probably like i stay away but i would say like the crowd you locked in yeah what you listening in. to um this depends what's ever on to be honest hey, you gotta uh, chill Corey. that's one of the rapid fires my last one from from state so to give the gold medal in the long jump your your senior year mm-hmm. would it have left would it have left like a bitter taste in your mouth if you didn't get it on your last event? If you didn't bookend it? Honestly, yes. Like I was, uh, like, cause I wasn't even the last jumper. He, the guy that got second was he had the last jump. And honestly, I thought he like beat me out. I was like, like waiting. And it, honestly, the long jumpers for the girls they were going. And so I, don't, I actually like stepped onto their runway a little bit. Like nobody was going, but I stepped on the runner because I was like so eager, like see what it was. And they're like, oh, you gotta get back, get back, get back. And I'm like, but I was just so eager because like honestly, like that video of that little kid that yeah. walks out on the track <laughs> and he gets run over. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. But like, yeah, I was not trying to be like that. But um, uh, yeah, like I was just. I, I really wanted it. It's just something like hunger for. Like I really wanted that gold medal to like in my uh, senior year and everything. But um, I mean, honestly, if I didn't, I think you can't do nothing about it. It would have been good competition and everything. Couldn't ask for anything more. What's like multiple time track medalist Ashton Torrens in the studio, Nolan? Uh, so what for me? I just wanted to understand like when did you decide like track is what you're gonna do, and when did you realize that it's it could take you to the next level, to the D1 level? Um, honestly, eighth grade. I was like. Because I honestly, I didn't do track a lot. Um, and I mean, my dad was a coach, he's been a coach all my life, but and I've been like around co- uh, track for my whole life. But he kind of like made us just do everything, he didn't want to be like, Oh, just do track. Because a lot of coaches honestly thought they're like, Why aren't you playing football? Why aren't you playing basketball? Why aren't you playing like any other sport? And they thought my dad was the reason why. We know like, why you're not playing, yeah. Basketball. <laughs> no, you've been there, done that, <laughs> no, but yeah, like people thought it was like my dad, and I'm like, No, he gave us like the free will to see. Uh, what we wanted to do and like I just chose track and honestly I was I say like just seeing the Olympics honestly I, I feel like it's a great atmosphere um, just everybody like I remember seeing like a picture of like Usain Bolt starting on the blocks but in the background just everybody was on their feet like with cameras out mm-hmm. like I mean you see that but you only see like I see that in like the NBA all-star game with like the dunk contest but like other than that like I feel like you don't see it that much like that in like other sports so like that just kind of like jawed to me I was like okay 
I really like to be in this like situation. Yeah, and uh, are you a uh, claps before no, you? No, nah, uh, see, this is a funny thing. I actually, I told, I would, t- I told my parents, I told my coach, I will never, like, I'm telling you, I will never clap, no matter how good I'm doing. I will never clap for a long jump. One, I feel like it would one kind of just throw you off, especially if, like somebody clapping too fast. It's just like, and then it's just like me. It's like let it be silent. Like if you jump big far, like let somebody see it. Besides you having to get the whole crowd into it, because like me, I can jump. I will be able to jump my best no matter who's watching and everything. I want to be the reason why people. Oh, I need to start paying attention. Not. I, I feel like I shouldn't have to like get everybody engaged. I want them so, to be engaged. So once you're a big jump. That's you're crazy. At, you're at Miami, yeah. which we'll get to. Yes, sir. National championship. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like, because every like everybody wants to clap. Yeah, everybody, mm-hmm. everybody so wants did, to. So you come up, they start clapping. Are you like, what? Are you telling them to be quiet? Yeah, be quiet. I, actually, funny thing. Uh, I think it was the year after COVID. We didn't really like, um, or like that summer going into co- like after COVID. Uh, I went to like a jumps meet at Faith Academy in Marble Falls, and like I was doing pretty well. It was like my last jump, and everybody was like. Yo, you should start clapping. And they start clapping for me. I was like, no, no. Like, end it, end it. But, like, yeah, no. It's like the clapping thing is just, like, not my jam. I mean, I don't look down on people that do it. Like, good for you. It's just, like, me. I'm just not one of those people that. Like, imagine, like, national championship. <laughs> they start clapping. And, like, he, like, needs his last jump. Yeah, <laughs> he, like, silences the crowd and then wins it. That would be crazy. Well, the worst I, part I, is I, for... hold up. Okay, I, no. I have a friend that plays professional beach volleyball mm-hmm. on, on the AVP. Yeah, yeah. And they had an event in Austin. And he was like in in the semifinals, like he had to serve to win the game, mm-hmm. and he walks back to where like me and like all our homies were sitting. He was like, "Hey, clap!" And I didn't know what he meant. I thought he meant just like clap. Yeah. He meant slow <laughs> clap. And I just started clapping. And there's a, a video from Wilson Volleyball where he go. It's like, did he call match point? And he like comes and you can see him say clap, and you hear me just. <laughs> and he's like, no, slow clap. <laughs> and I was gonna say like the worst part is when you have someone slow clap and then they don't make a good jump. And then everyone's yeah. like, oh, that was dude, a waste of time. That is, I'm you get the last place dude that, that are up there like, nobody's <laughs> clapping because you're in last place and he doing the clap above his head, like trying to get everybody. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it happens all the time. And it's just like, why? Yeah. You got everybody, like, now it's like, besides just a few people looking at you. Now you got everybody, everybody. looking at you, Phil. Like, it's just like, come on, come on. You got to be ready for that moment. You got to be ready for the, the embrace of success and then you could be ready for the failure if you're mm-hmm. going to have everybody clapping mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, exactly. So we mentioned it, Miami, you told me you leave a couple months from now. Mm-hmm. Kind of I mean, that's your that's your dream, right? As a track athlete running on a big stage like mm-hmm. that, going to compete for University of Miami. I mean, we we live in Austin, so we got to ask like why was it? Why Miami? I mean, honestly, it's just one's the atmosphere. Uh two, the coaches. I mean, honestly, one should probably be the coaches because that's a big thing. But like the coaches and everything, and then also like the team, I feel like I mesh really well with them. Uh, honestly, I'm a big anime fan, mm. and so one of the, like I guess like one of the coaches I know, he's like a pretty good anime fan, and I know some of the people on the team really like anime and like talking to them, like being on my visit and everything. It was just like it was almost like a home like vibe, and like you know when you go to college, you kind of want like a home away from home. Uh, I don't want to be, I didn't want to be too close. To, I didn't want to be in Texas. That was like my one big thing. I, I didn't want to be stay in Texas. Uh, I want to like branch out, see the world, and everything. And even when I was younger, like my one of my schools that I really wanted to go to was Florida, just because like it's in Florida. I was like, oh, when you think of Florida, you want to go to the University of Florida. Mm-hmm. But like honestly, I, like Miami wasn't on my radar. Like I wasn't like, oh, I want to go to Miami. Like before my senior year started, it was just like they hit me up one time. I think it was like after like the U twenty meet, and my like my coach, uh, Coach Sue, she's actually like a former like Olympian coach, so she has like a lot of connections. And like they hit her up, and then. 
she sent them uh, my contact and everything. And so that's like how we got it talking and everything. But like my big thing, like, yeah, the atmosphere felt like a resort. It was yeah. just so nice. Palm trees was my big thing. Like seeing palm trees, it's like it kind of gives you that chill vibe. Like besides like being in college, you don't want to like go to a college where it's like you feel like you're just at school. You just got to go do the same thing every day. I feel like being in Miami, it's like it gives you like that fresh breather. And one thing, and also another thing, it's not cold. Yeah, I can't can't stand the cold. Mm-hmm. Imagine, imagine you imagine you're listening to this and you're you were trying to get Ashton to commit to your school. And you're like, <laughs> he didn't come to my school because we don't have enough anime. No, <laughs> that's crazy. Facts, bro. We don't watch enough Naruto. That's oh so crazy. God. More Ashton Torns. Deeper dive into Ashton Torns. We'll have a little fun when we come back. It's a flex. Flex ATX You know the Vibes Zach Lucero, KVU Corey, Nolan Hogan Ashton Torns In the building That's a cool name, I feel like that's a good like Being an athlete name, Ashton Torns Ashton Torns, yeah I mean, no, I feel like there's not a lot of people with the word The name Ashton I haven't met a lot of people. Or Torn. I never or heard t- Torn. No, yeah, no, Torn's is like a, I, I haven't met nobody. Yeah. Even like you look them up, nobody. And if they are, you probably, you're probably related to me. <laughs> What's your middle name? Uh, Lemuel. It's, um, oh, that's cool. it's from the Bible. King. Uh, it's actually my mom, my mom made it. It's, I forget the scripture, but it's like King Lemuel or whatever. Mm. Man, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That mug just flows off the tongue. Uh, yeah. Someone's asked you that before. You, <laughs> yeah, you, you were smooth with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, He's you like, like smart. Glad Lemuel. you asked. Glad yeah, you asked. Yeah. It's, uh, it's actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next couple i want to ask you a couple more fun questions and then i'm going to get to like the rapid fire type of thing yeah um so first one it doesn't have to be rapid fire because it's going to be kind of hard for you to answer can you name as many of your accolades off the top of your head just rattle them off go like Um, stuff that you've won oh so it's like gold medal in silver oh yeah i mean i have like not not bronze oh no 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 no. i normally only keep golds anyway like if like i had a i think i have a silver it was a relay which I, I feel bad for saying this, but like I, it's a relay, but like I I haven't put it on my like trophy. This put it, stays like, in the, sil- the silver shelf. No, yeah, it says actually this is behind my TV. Like I, I honestly didn't really like put it around there. But um, I would say I think I have like eight time district champion in the 100, 200, and long jump, and then same thing with area. I have 100, 200 long jump, and this is like since sophomore year. Uh, regionals, two time long jump champion, uh, one time 100 champion. I've I've only I won it this year in senior year. Uh, haven't ran the 200. I mean, I've ran the 200 twice at regionals this past year, or like this my senior year. Um, I did not. And then uh, state two gold medals and the long jump, and then one silver medal in the 100. What about you? Run club track as well? Oh yeah, it's the club track. Um, I got, yeah. This is a well, no. This is not a bronze. Second place uh, at the New Balance National Meet for long jump. Um, and I think that's it for. I've been a couple. I got third. Yeah, another bronze uh, last year. Cut that part out, Nolan. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) at Nike Nationals. But um, other than that, like, yeah, I've been. uh, I have like a couple more accolades, but that's just like off the top. What is your thoughts on club track? I mean, Mm because I feel like club track is really it's really beneficial at the highest level. Mm -hmm. But like, there's there's a park that I play volleyball at, and there's just like fifty like elementary school kids, 
and then like a bunch of out of shape parents that just tell you like, all right, run across the park yeah. and then <laughs> run around these cones and then yeah. run some more. Like, honestly, my take on club track is I don't like it, um, especially like AAU because I feel like it's not really like athlete friendly. It might be spectacle. It's not spectator friendly either because you're just out there in the hot sun for. Like hours on hours because you got the age division from if you're eight years old all the way to 18 years old you're in the same track meet besides like splitting up like different track meets they have it all and they run it the all day and so it's just like sitting out there in the hot sun i've only done au like uh junior olympics once and that would be only my, like i told them i was like i'm never doing that again you just sit in the sun like they have like probably like three tents out on the whole field for like hundreds of kids like everybody just like huddled under the tent because like there's no other shade that's right. the, the sun's beaming and everything but like, yeah, it's just like junior, like AU summer trap club track. And like, I feel like it's at that chaotic. age, you're not running track; you're just running. Yeah, you're just running. Like <laughs> at that point, it's just like you just like go. Like I feel like the parents are more like, "Oh, you need to go, go, go." Like kids are just like, "Oh, I'm just in a track man. I just need to run." Because like when my when I was younger, my dad would just take us out to like just regular like club like uh these called like Luke locker meets, and it'd just be like random. You just show up, sign up, what you want to run, and then you just run. And that's what we used to do. We never really did like this full summer thing where you just have to run a bunch of like meets to qualify certain stuff now i will say uh i am one of those kids yeah <laughs> <laughs> i ran summer track when yeah. i was five yeah when i started when i was five went all the way until i was 18 but he's totally right like now you're covering him running exactly <laughs> it's crazy it's full circle moment right now but yeah i mean exactly what he was talking about you talk, we're talking about like little kids all elementary school all the way up to high crazy. school and i mean there were a hundred heats you know and it's Starts at eight a.m. and I was the Spending guy. I, I was a distance. Yeah. I was a distance runner. So, two mile is the first. Are you event. were cross country, Corey. Cross country, Corey. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. But yeah, he's right. Two mile first event, and I had to wait all the way to the second to last event with the mile. Oh, and yes, and it's just hours, hours. in the sun. And who knows if I got better or not? Thanks. You know, like I've been running all year yeah. from cross country in high school to track in mm -hmm. high school, and then you got to go to summer track. You have no break. Yeah. Honestly, any advice I would give to people that want to do, like, still train in the summer, just train. Like, honestly, just get better. Mm -hmm. Lift weights. Uh, get with your coach and just train because, like, if anything, you can get better besides just, like, burning yourself out, running, like, track meets on track meets during the summer. You don't really get a break. Last question before we get to the rapid fire. So try yeah. to keep this answer, like, a little oh, yeah. bit shorter. Mm -hmm. So what would be your advice as someone that's going to run track at the next level at a, mm -hmm. at a, at a really good track school, like, mm -hmm trying to compete for national championships, which I feel like is your goal. What would be your advice to that kid that you see at district, that you see at area, that's really good runner, mm -hmm. but not next level runner that I mean, or maybe that maybe hasn't ever even, even thought about. Maybe he's the football player mm -hmm. that runs track because his coach tells him to, but mm -hmm. what would be your advice to that kid? I would say stay consistent with everything you do because like consistency can like break anything. Like even if you don't feel like doing it, like there's been many days, like I don't feel like going to practice. My dad told me, like, yes, even though you don't feel like it, you know you still need to do it. Like, you have an end goal. And if your goal, like, say for that kid, his goal is to go to college or whatever it is, it, it, even if it's not, like, a good, great college, like one of those, like, like LSU, you got, like, Arkansas, you got um, um, other schools, you got SEC schools. Even if it's not that big of a goal, if it is a goal, just work towards that. Stay consistent and then stay disciplined and then stay diligent with yourself. Stay honest with yourself. Don't, like, try to cheat yourself or anything. That's what I would say, to be honest, just – yeah, don't cut any corners. Anything that you think works for you, keep doing that. If anything that you find out doesn't work for you, just 
scratching just i would say keep improving too just keep improving keep learning about the sport because like i mean track is such like a vast sport everybody i feel like a lot more people are talking about it now on social media and everything but i would just say just keep learning stay diligent stay honest with yourself and just say just keep going on after it i feel like track and field is so many people's like second third Mm -hmm. sport Mm -hmm. and they don't realize like there's there's so many kids that are like competing to go play D3 football mm-hmm. and are super good at track, track but yeah. they want to play football. It's mm-hmm. like if you change that mindset just a little bit, you're D1 at St. Edwards or something, <laughs> you know? Yes, Aston Torrance, Westlake, Future, Miami Hurricane, Flex ATX, rapid fire questions. Mm-hmm. First question, KVU Corey, Cross Country Corey, <laughs> oh what is on your uh, your your playlist before you run? Before I run, um, I listen to a little bit of uh, Lil Baby for sure. Um <laughs> Gosh, what else do I listen to? I listen to, um, sometimes I listen to like DJ Khaled, but like I know DJ Khaled doesn't say nah, anything in his DJ rap. DJ Khaled, but it's like he another always, one. We the best. I, yeah. What a pull. <laughs> I, I love his ad-libs. It's just funny to me. It's like his ad-libs are just, uh, just gets me in the mood. Um, and then I listen to a lot of Christian rappers too. I listen to KB, mm. Lecrae. They're like, these go hard. Like my thing with like songs and everything, I just like beats. Like if the beat is nice, I will listen to it. Like I do like words and everything, but like if the beat's really nice, it gets me in the mood, especially if I'm, uh, about to uh, go compete, but then also this year I've also gotten to like more R and B. Like when I I don't like I guess like yes very fast paced like music when I'm about to run I kind of like want to oh, wow. calm down and everything. So I like a little bit of SZA. So I like have that oh. on my playlist and everything. And then I sometimes listen. Dang, like, so that album goes crazy, dude. That album goes crazy. Snooze. When I'm That's what I'm saying. He's over here winning gold medals with tears in his eyes. He's crying on the finish line. Oh, yeah, man. honestly, that's yeah, that's what I listen to. What's an event? Um, and there's even some events that like that they don't have in high school, but they have at the next level. What's an event that you wish you could try? Um, well, one, I don't kind of triple jump, but I know your my knees will honestly hate me mm. just because I just it's like it just looks cool. And then I would say either pole vault or high jump because honestly, pole vault one, you get paid like I feel like the. the there's a lot of money in there, especially overseas. And also, I feel like, yeah, it's just it's just very cool, like, having points and going over that. But then there's also a lot of, like, risk. I don't want to, like, land on the pole. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's, like, the most complete athlete mm-hmm. in track is, like, the pole vaulter. Like, you yeah. look at them and they're, like, Dude, they're, they're athletic looking. They're, they're tall. Built, they're built. They're like, built. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the kid from um, Xavier at Round Rock, yes, how, how cool was that to have two 512 kids win? To jump no, it's honestly nice because I think it, my one of my first track meets, I actually went to their school to compete against him. So being able to see him like beginning of the season and also being able to see him at the end of the season was pretty cool. Um, I wish the best of luck to him because he's only a junior. So honestly, he can win it, win it again next year. But, uh, but yeah, it was pretty cool seeing two people from like not that far away from each other representing Austin. Like it's do. always cool, like seeing the five one two kids, especially yeah. at, at state at track. State, it's yeah, like, yeah, Houston, it's Dallas. like, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's basically crazy. Dallas UIL state <laughs> championship. <laughs> yeah, it's Duncanville, Desoto, and all like, the like that, that you could even take a silver in the one hundred. It's like <laughs> finally they had to ship that to you from Dallas. <laughs> um, so same vein as my other question: What's one event that you would never do? Stay away from. <sighs> probably shot. Put. <laughs> probably shot put or discus. Uh, yeah, probably one of those two. Oh, no, actually, I'm sorry. Any distance one, the 3,000 <laughs> steeplechase. I don't get the point of that. I mean, it's cool, like, jumping in water and everything, but, like, you have to run 3,000 meters, and then you also have to jump over a barrier, barrier and then into water and stuff. Like, I just don't get it. Yeah, I, speaking I, of knees hating you. Yeah, it's just like, and then I see so many people fall. I'm like, <laughs> like, 
it's, it's bad enough that you're running 3,000 meters, but then you also fall on top of like the little barrier that they have. I've fallen before <laughs> in the staple. Would you ever do? Uh, <laughs> would you ever do multis? Would you ever be all around? Oh yeah. I, honestly, I was thinking. I was like, honestly, I, I feel like I could. It's just I would just need to learn how to do pole vault. Uh, probably learn how to do the hurdles. Um, but like that's the thing. I feel like hurt, but the hurdles. But you're so fast, you could yeah. just run through all the hurdles and you still have a good time. <laughs> See, I've seen people. I just, I just jump over all of them at once. <laughs> long jump, long jump over all the hurdles. That's a world record. That's the longest jump. That's right there. that's a world record. Yeah. That's. that's um, what's your go-to? pre-race meal meal um like at night or in the morning in the morning uh eggs uh i used to drink eat oatmeal but i've eaten it so much to a point where, like i can't eat it i honestly can't eat oatmeal. like the taste yeah like it's just like i eat it and it's like uh. mm. and it's like honestly oatmeal makes me sleepy like i feel like i, ever, I eat it and i like want to go probably to all sleep. that sizzle, it's probably all that sizzle you're yeah. listening to <laughs> you're sleepy. what's your uh what's your go-to like you just had a really good meat mm-hmm. your dad says i'll make whatever you want we'll stop wherever you want to eat what do you want um, a burger or fries. So right. honestly, Somewhere. I don't really care where it comes from, as long as it's not bad. Uh, but like after state meet, we went straight to In and Out with some good burger or fries. I mean, it's not like the highest end, but like it's pretty. It, it'll do the job. And then also, I get the milkshake. I get the strawberry milkshake too. I'm a strawberry milkshake. Strawberry yes. guy. I want to try the strawberry <laughs> frosty at Wendy's. They oh, have that wow. one. I, yeah, I never tried that. Um, yet. if it wasn't track, it would have been football. Or no, 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 no. I'm sorry to say that. It might have been soccer. Whoa! Soccer striker. Because I did play. Soccer. I can see that. I, can I, see I that. played soccer one year. It was in fourth grade because my parents for, or my dad forgot to to sign me up for uh, flag football because I was a big flag football kid like since I was like a kid. Um, but yeah, he forgot to sign us up and he was like, "Oh, just play soccer." And I was pretty good. Like the national team, like like my for my age group, like asked him like, "Oh, do you want to bring him out for tryouts?" And he was like, "No, he's just doing this for fun." <laughs> no, but yeah, honestly, I would play. I would do soccer because honestly, the thing is cool. Have you ever raced Denim, Denim Collins? Uh, no. Well, actually, he used to pl- uh, train with me, like my dad's group and everything. You but... look like the same person just without <laughs> tattoos, to be honest. <laughs> no, yeah, actually, I've been mistaken by like some of the people in the front office at West, like because I remember like last year, someone was like Denim. I was like, no. Sorry, <laughs> got the wrong dude. <laughs> <laughs> got the wrong dude. Um, last rapid fire, unless you have one, Corey. Uh, last rapid fire for me. If it wasn't Miami, it would have been. I honestly don't know because I d- I wasn't gonna go to Arizona State, uh, and I wasn't gonna go to Ohio State. Honestly, it would have been what I, w- what I I would say what I would like it to be was maybe Florida. Mm. We had, last week we had Brady Buchanan say it would have been Texas if it wasn't Baylor. Oh, facts, facts, facts. That's Thank crazy. you so much to Ashton, okay. Mr. All Around Ashton, Ashton Torrance for pulling up, coming in studio. Really quick, Ashton, who are you shouting out to? Um, I want to shout out my all of my coaches, my dad, of course, Coach Sue, my mom, Amir, my little brother, uh, and then I guess my girlfriend Zoe. I'll nice. shout out her. <laughs> Nolan Hogan, your shout outs. Uh, shout out my family, shout out my dad, shout out Flex. Mm-hmm. KV Corey, cross country Corey. Yeah, we just adding on, huh? Uh, first, my mom. Mother's Day was this weekend. Oh, yeah. I love her. She's down in Houston, though. I didn't get to spend time with her, so it's whatever. <laughs> and then uh, Kitty Cohen's went by there the other day. Nice little spot on East Austin. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> That's Corey Mose. I'm Zach Lucero. We are Flex ATX at FLX ATX. Big shout out again to Ashton Torrance for pulling up on us. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Coach Doug Warren. Thank you to Nolan Hogan for taking over producer duties, giving us all the hot beats all show long. Hope uh, Cameron Parker's okay. You can listen to him call the Round Rock Westlake game. Big baseball matchup starting tomorrow. Shout out to Austin Radio Network for the opportunity. Shout out my girlfriend for helping hook up that Coach Warren interview. And shout out all my G's. Shout out God. Shout out gang. It's a flex.